So every Wednesday here at Wesley, we have um, a student speak. Somebody who feels called to share what they think and what they, how they experience God. And this Wednesday, due to some circumstances, that's me. Um, that might be poor judgment on someone's part, but I'm the one who gets to speak right now. <laughs> so I always have a little bit of trouble kind of figuring out what I want to talk about. I never feel strongly one way or another. I'm just not a very hot-tempered person, I guess. But I was thinking about what I do enjoy and what I like to think about, and I think one of my favorite things is listening to people tell stories. Right? All kinds of people tell all kinds of different stories, and all kinds of people tell a different story, the same story in a different way. If me and Max were to tell a story, you'd probably be sitting there a lot longer with Max than you ever would be with me. But not even that. Some people will tell some people will tell it long, some people will tell it short. Some people will give you every single detail that's important or some will tell you this is the moral of the story. That's what's important. That's what I'm trying to tell you before even going into any details. We all tell stories differently and it's really interesting to notice how somebody tells a story because I think it tells so much about their personality and who they are. Sterling, for example, will take all day with a story if he thinks it's funny. <laughs> and that's just showing him trying to entertain everyone around him, which I think is a kind of fundamental to who he is. For me, I don't like telling really short stories because I, I don't know, I think I'm bothering people with too many details. So if you ever hear a story from me, it's going to be kind of the quick and dirty version of anything. But then I think about, so given that, given that everyone has a way of telling a story, I think about what is the right way to tell a story and what the right way to, I guess, say what the truth is. Because if you look at it, there are so many different things that could be true. Go to, the, go to Matthew, go to Mark, go to John. All of them have different iterations of the truth around Jesus. Something that all are true, all are real, all are the way they experienced it, but told in a different way. Which is right, I don't know. They all could be right. Which is wrong, I don't know. But what we look at when we experience those stories is, in some ways, a perspective, but in a lot of ways, it is the truth. I guess I'm kind of rambling right now, so I'm going to get to the scripture that I wanted to read that set me off on this little tangent. So it comes from Psalm 90, it's verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Now you're gonna to have to do some creative license and replace tale with story in your head to uh, combine what we've been talking about, but when we look at it, we're a tale, we are a part of a larger story that is being told on this planet. We're something that is, we are individual parts that go into a whole. Tommy, you'll notice that that is not the NIV translation of this, it's the NR, 
some other translation. Oh, King James, cool. <laughs> uh, Jake is a lot ahead of me right now. So I look at it and I say, where is story that is told? And the thing that really set me off, I wish I could say this Bible verse was the thing that made me think about it. But I was listening to this song, and it's a song called Jericho. We're all, we all know the, the story of the Battle of Jericho, right? The trumpets of the Lord sounded and the walls came crashing down. Quick and dirty version, like I said. The, po the point that the song I was listening to was saying was that when we look, he created Jericho around himself. He created these walls that could not be, ta could not be taken down except by something extraordinary. Right? It took extraordinary things to bring the walls down. And so that, that to me, seemed like an interesting image. Right? The walls of Jericho, at least in the way that I think about them, are things that are meant to come tumbling down. When, they look in the when we look in the story, they were something that was always going to happen. The Lord had decreed somewhere in Joshua that these walls had to come tumbling down. The city of Jericho had to be destroyed. But somebody else looks at that story and says, no, it took an amazing effort and an amazing presence to take these down. So these were solid walls. And that, that I, they are solid walls. I'm not going to deny that. But what I want to get at is that when we look at stories and when we look at the things, and the, things that we, the way we live our lives, we get lost in one perspective on it. We get lost usually in our own perspective, which isn't necessarily wrong, but it's not always the right one. Going back to this song, right? Jericho can stand for strength and solidity and all the things you want it to. Just like Noah can stand for kind of an idiot kid. Um, not that Noah, sorry, Noah. Not Noah, not Noah, Jonah. I meant Jonah. Jonah and the whale. <laughs> that was my mistake, y'all. But so Noah can stand for somebody who rescued all the animals in the world. But when you look at it, you can always add in another layer of detail. With Noah, they never ask what happened with the whale. We're told, kind of. Jonah. I'm really bad, y'all. <laughs> we lose a lot of context, is what I'm trying to get at. So when we look at Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew, that according to is the important part of what I'm saying here, we're given a lot of things, a lot of different stories, right? Jesus did this and did this and did this. He went to this town. But what we don't see is, in the, we don't see the break times. What was he doing when he wasn't breaking loaves of bread? What was he doing when he wasn't giving a... Um, when he wasn't talking to the Pharisees? What was he doing in the times that we aren't being told? Those are important parts of any story that Matthew just says, not important. This is not the image of Jesus that I'm going to give right here. Going on along that, we see all of that happening. You can go back to Jericho. 
we don't see a lot of, this is the battles that are happening every day. We see one grand battle that happens at the end, but we don't see skirmishes. We don't see individual people in there. So I'm thinking that if we look at the Bible as a way of telling stories, then the individual part isn't important, right? Because a lot of salient, de a lot of small details get lost get mistranslated, get, are said not to be important, right? No one cares that at one point Jesus probably used the bathroom. That's never told in, I, I, that's never told in the gospel. JD is arguing with me about the word probably. I'll let your imagination do whatever you want with that. Um, but that's not an important part to be given. And so I look at the, I look at the story that's going to be told about us. When we look at back on our lives, when we're as old as Max, or maybe even older, if that's possible, what is the story that's going to be given about us? What would we say about ourselves? A lot of people will look back and say, I've lived a good life. I've failed in some ways. I've succeeded in some ways. But a lot of people would just say, would notice the failures. A lot of people will notice the, only the successes. And so I think when we stand before God, what is the story? How did he see that unravel? How does he see what's real? And so I think about it, and I think back to all of the ways that we use words and images to describe things, the way we use stories to describe things. Because I'm angry, I give a story that's usually rooted in anger. If I'm happy, I give a story that's rooted in some, a good feeling. So when that instrumentality is taken away, what is a story? And what's real? And so I think about that, because we spend our lives as a tale that is told. But that tale isn't really clear. That tale isn't something that we've really had control over, and it's, not, it's definitely not something that we know every detail of. I can't tell you what I was doing two years ago, two years, five days, three hours, and a minute ago. I just have no ability to do that. Um, so when our, the scroll of our life unravels, how much detail is in it? And I think that's where it's interesting to look at the gospel and look at that as an example. If the gospel is something that's really divinely inspired, how much detail is in that? We get a lot of things that are very interesting details. Right? We get... Jesus, Jesus moving between towns and walking to people, but we don't get, like I said, a lot of the inconvenient details. So I think about that, and I think about that story being the one before God, the one that catches all the important things. And then that seems like a trap, right? What's important? Who defines what's important? Because to me right now, the fact that I'm procrastinating on 
three homework assignments and a test are, seems very important. But at the end of the day, where does that fall in? I will probably tell you I'm not gonna remember this homework assignment five days from now, six days from now, a week from now. That, that's, maybe next semester. I'll forget about it next semester. I won't remember the test that I forgot to study for. And by forgot to study for, I mean aggressively didn't study for. I'm not going to remember the fact that I stubbed my toe this morning or it was really hot walking between the May's career fair back to here in a full suit. Those details aren't the important things in our lives. What's important and what's going to be told are all of the things that we do and all of the actions that make us who we are. Because the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of John, all give a picture of Jesus, of who he is. Joshua tells the story of Jericho as it was. Not in newspaper-like detail, not with every exculpatory piece of evidence given, but it gave a true feeling for the essence of those things. So this has been a lot of rambling to get to one idea. There are things in your life, in our lives, that are more important than some. So what do we do with that information? I don't know, I still stress out about not finishing this homework. Clearly I'm not gonna take my advice completely verbatim. But I think the thing to mediate what we do and what we, how we act and how we think comes in how we tell our story, how we tell our own life plan. Because I can come in here and I can say, I am incredibly stressed. I have no ability to give to anyone else. I, I've had days where I could walk into this building and I'm like, nobody talk to me, nobody say anything. I need coffee and I need quiet. That's all I want, that's all I really need. But those aren't, the good, those aren't good days. And those aren't the days that we're called to have. The days we're supposed to have and the life that we're supposed to live and the life that will be told in our final story is the one where we reach out. We have people there that will remember us, that will have good things being said about us. We did some good, we did some small thing. Because even then, it's interesting. Thinking about this, it seems like everything should be of grand importance, right? I helped Max unjam the copy machine. And that's, of, like, that's me helping him, so that's of grand importance. And that's right. right. Helping people, living your life to give to others is the only story that will be told. And I think the only, the proof for that is in the book of John, is in the gospel.
So I'm going to end on one idea. And by one idea, I mean the next like two minutes. We all have the ability to create a narrative and shape our own lives, shape the lives of people around us by talking to them, by giving them the story that I feel is most appropriate at that time. But at the end of the day, there is something that's, there is a real story. And the control of that story is given to not us. We can act in it and we can be people that do things. But the real story is about what we have done and what we have done in the name of God. Jericho came down, not because it was always meant to, or not because it had to, but because God was there. And that's what made that story worth telling. What parts of your lives make your story worth telling? We all come to prayer with me. Dear God, dear God, we know that there are so many things in this world that we do not understand and we do not know. But there's one thing that I think we can hope to know, and it's how you tell our story and who we can be in you. And when we know that, we will finally be there with you, Lord. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So we will sing two more songs of praise and um, then go out into... After singing two more songs of praise, we will pass the peace of Christ by sharing a hug. If you're not comfortable with a hug, a handshake's work just as well to pass the peace. And at the end of passing the peace, we'll gather around, join hands, and sing, Blessed be the tie that binds. The words will be on the screen, and we invite you for the, to rise for these last two songs. <laughs>